Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, June 20th. Our top story today, the man who oversees the police in Kent has backed calls for officers to ramp up their use of stop and search powers. The Home Secretary reckons it'll cut knife crime, but critics fear it discriminates against black and ethnic minorities. Stats seen by Kent Online show just over 7,000 stop and searches were carried out in Kent in the six months to April. Police action was taken in almost 30%. Matthew Scott is the Crime Commissioner. In recent years, Kent Police has already increased its use of uh, stop and search, actually by a considerable number, because here locally we recognise the power of stop and search, not just in terms of the many positive results we get in terms of taking knives and drugs and things off the streets, but actually as a preventative mechanism uh, and as a deterrent. We send the message that we won't tolerate knives and drugs being carried on the streets of Kent. So we have increased our use of stop and search. And as a tactic, the force will always consider using uh, powers to use it more widely, which they do have available to them when the need arises. Stop and search has received quite a bit of backlash. Uh, notoriously, it's well known for being a, being a problem and certain groups of people being identified and also pushing the public away and, and sort of um, breaking that trust some people some people feel like. Are you worried that by increasing stop and search, you're going to put the public off the police even more? I would disagree because I think with stop and search, there is a great deal of public support for the use of it because that like us, they, they want knives and drugs off the streets. They don't want them being carried here. They don't want these attacks taking place in local communities. And yes, sometimes uh, there are cases when they will conduct a stop and search and they won't find what they were looking for on that occasion. But the, the, the greater power is around prevention, it's around a deterrent and, and taking these weapons uh, off those streets. So it has to be absolutely a power that the police has. But the important thing is the scrutiny that you put around it. So we have a, a very good independent policing advisory group, which is supported by my office and Kent Police, which looks at stop and searches. And I too take a great interest in the results of stop and searches to see where there are Uh, these taking place and what the outcomes are like and we do get much better outcomes than other police force areas so I don't have concerns about the use of stop and search here in Kent it is a vital power uh, and if they need to use it more I will support Kent Police in doing so. However a former gang member who now runs a charity in Dartford says the tactic won't tackle the root cause of crime. Lennox Rogers is head of the Refocus project which helps vulnerable young people turn their lives around. I understand the reason for stop and search it does save lives if the police find knives on young people Unfortunately, there seems to be a, a small handful of police that don't carry it out properly and um, it causes racial tension um, amongst the black community. I don't have a lot of confidence in stop and search actually changing anything. I, I was part of two gangs, um, organised crime and drug dealing, I had to have a weapon. I had a weapon because of my fears and because of the world of criminality I was involved in. And stop and search would not have stopped me. I had been stopped and searched on numerous occasions. It didn't stop me carrying a knife and a gun at some times. Um, What stopped me from carrying a knife 
was taking myself away from criminal circles and being involved with drugs and being involved with people that um, got involved in crime. And I found that my fear of anyone going to attack me or assault me lessened when I took myself out of those circles. I personally think the government need to invest in ways to help young people come away from gangs and crime. And I think that will perhaps lessen their fears and also um, take away the need for them to carry a knife. Kent Online reports. There's outrage over parking restrictions on a street in Tenterden from residents who say they're being fined for parking outside their own homes. ANPR cameras are snapping anyone who parks on Caxton Close and sending them a ticket for £100. Some have challenged the penalty but have been told they still have to pay. Angela Clark lives on the street and says the new restrictions have taken residents by surprise. I got my first fine four weeks ago. I appealed it. You get two weeks to pay the £60 instead of the £100. In that time frame, it took them two weeks to reply to me, in which case they said I had to pay the fine, £100. I then, in between that, I emailed them asking about the permits. I also got another fine in between. I haven't received any confirmation from them at all regarding the permit. Still not heard anything. I've since sorted my permit out by visiting neighbours um, and this morning I had the reply to the second fine which I got two weeks ago uh, of which they said no I've got to pay it. Even though we have permits which we pay for we and if the bays are full you cannot park anywhere else other than a bay. If you obviously haven't got a parking permit then they're having you in the bays as well they're finding you there but there is nothing, I've received nothing in two years from Clarion that states there's a legal obligation for us to actually have a permit. It's something that they want you to have. Um, I had no notification, nothing at all. It was actually a neighbour that said to me, you better get a permit. So I had nothing at all. So you didn't even know you needed one at no. first? No, and it's only in the last four weeks that we've had new signs put up to say, um, book the bay, which is what the, where you get the permit from. So you have to book the bay, but there's been no notification that you actually have to have a parking permit. We've got a gentleman, he can't walk very well. He's actually fallen over several times. He's actually fallen over because he got a fine for parking over there. Um, he obviously can't walk very far to get to this flat. He's parked there, fallen over. Because it's where all the bays are, the roads are all, un, it's all uneven surfaces. So even though he's registered disabled, there are no disabled bays, and yet that's what we pay for on a yearly basis for our parking permits. Housing Group Clarion say the decision on the fines is with National Parking Enforcement. They're yet to comment. Kent Online reports. Also making news today, a man's due in court later accused of attempted murder after a police officer was stabbed with a pair of scissors in Maidstone. He was flown to a London hospital following the attack at a property in Albion Place last Thursday and is now recovering at home. 48-year-old Robert Jenner, who lives on the road, was arrested and later charged. A man from Essex has been charged after more than £11,000 worth of mobile phones, computers and other electronic devices was stolen from a shop in Maidstone. The business in Fremlin Walk was broken into last 
month. The 48-year-old from Romford is accused of conspiracy to commit commercial burglary and will appear at Crown Court in July. Three people have been arrested and more than 400 cannabis plants seized after police pulled over a van in Broadstairs. The vehicle was stopped on the Thanet Way and officers seized cultivation equipment. A further search of a property on Salisbury Avenue found hundreds of plants. The suspects, aged 25, 26 and 28, are on bail while investigations continue. A man has been charged after a number of vehicles were damaged in Hearn Bay. Samuel Kanemore was accused of criminal damage with 23 cars reportedly damaged between the 10th and 12th of June. The 55-year-old remains in custody while investigations continue. Kent Online reports. A mum who fled Ukraine with her daughter just months after the invasion by Russia says she'll be forever grateful for the welcome they've received in Kent. The county has received more Ukrainian refugees than any other part of England, with more than 3,000 arriving since March last year. Margarita Bondarenko is now living in Raynham. It was quite difficult first two months of war in Ukraine because uh, first two months of war we had stayed there suspended you know, knowing what to do next, when to get back or uh, like constantly watching the news and hoping, not unpacking, you know. And then after two months, when you realize you have a daughter uh, who needs proper care and who needs to be safe, who needs education and uh, everything. And when um, uh, those atrocities appeared first uh, after in Bucha, it was like, it was uh, obvious that there is no way to get back home at that point and i was really happy to learn about this home for ukrainians program i applied in the middle of april and got uh, the permission to travel very very fast just in five or six working day i was very surprised i wasn't even waiting for such a prompt reply because i already knew that some people had been waiting four months uh, different uh, situations so um, when we arrived here, you know, there was no time for being boring because you had to proceed with all formalities, with banking cards, like uh, uh, so life easier, uh, became easier here once we arrived. I mean, like even um, mentally for me, yeah. Yeah, it must have been such a concern when you were at home, but obviously moving to a whole new country as well must have been equally worrying because I suppose you you just have to start your whole life again, don't you? Yeah, but I wasn't thinking that way uh, a year ago. I was lucky to, to come here to my friends, to stay with my friends. Uh, we had been working back in Ukraine in one of the biggest foreign bank together and uh, they hosted me here. So I, I got a lot, a lot of help and support and, and everything. And even when we came here, we uh, didn't unpack, you know, like still waiting to, to, to go back home, still waiting, still hoping that that uh, uh, we could do it. But then you, you, you just realize that uh, unfortunately things are... Um, evolving you know and uh, you have to settle you have to live you have to go to school you have to find a gp like you have yeah yeah you, you like you are forced to 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 make some decisions really it was it was um it was a new exp uh, interesting new experience and uh 
yeah why why we're slowly but surely we are we we are we are uh integrating here and uh, i also was very happy to learn about irc program to to meet these people because they really help to 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 make this integration process uh, more smooth uh very uh, important, precise, and timely information was received. Obviously, unfortunately, we're still hearing every day about what's going on in Ukraine. What What do you feel when you when you see and hear those stories now as to what's still going on there? Uh, you know, this is quite difficult, and I was explained by by uh, our Ukrainian therapists that we have this kind of um, witnesses trauma. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know we, we we are trying to do everything we can uh, we, we we raise money we help ourselves like we donate constantly um we help some some evacuated orphans a lot um with different kind of stuff but with, with clothes with footwear um and um i'm 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 escaping from this uh, uh, difficult reality by by being busy, by being uh, you know, uh, by doing something, by by being helpful. So it helps. Obviously, Raynham is now very much your home um, here in Medway. You're still, I presume, very hopeful that you can go back to Ukraine at some stage. Knowing the situation in Ukraine now, yeah, and knowing that we are eligible to stay here for two more years, okay, two more years left. So uh, I have this uh, planning horizon, okay, for two years. We'll see what happens within this period of time. I do hope so that we will be able to to uh, to go back home. Fingers crossed. Under the Homes for Ukraine scheme, she'll be allowed to stay for another two years in hopes to return home when the war is over. A multi-million pound ward in North Kent Hospital is yet to welcome patients despite opening in December 2021 to ease demand. £7.4 million was spent on the Olive Ward at Darren Valley Hospital in the hopes of easing wait times and increasing bed capacity, but it's been plagued by ongoing water and plumbing issues. A spokesperson says they hope to have it ready for use in the coming months. A Thanet school's been forced to close after engineers found structural problems with the roof. Birchington C of E Primary was forced to shut after surveyors visited last week. The closure was only supposed to be for two days, but it's been extended as work continues. They've told parents they hope to reopen tomorrow. Now, a prison worker from HMP Elmley has told Kent Online what it's really like working in the system as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. As we celebrate Pride Month, figures have been released that show the number of LGB prison staff has increased by over 500 since 2020. Custodial manager Michelle Morley says there are plenty of stereotypes about what people who work in prisons should look and act like that they couldn't be further from the truth so when I first started I was quite shy um I wasn't I was open about who I was like who I was um but I was quite shy but as it quickly became apparent that the people that I work with are so open open and welcoming that it allowed me to be more myself and I think I've not only developed obviously in my career but I've developed as a person since joining the service I think because we kind of reflect the population in the prison, although that sometimes they might not be as open as what I was when I joined, um, being part of the LGBTQ communities doesn't 
have an effect on my working day life and it, it was very accepting like across the board. We have a lot of stuff going on within the prison. Um, prior to COVID, we actually, as an organisation, used to attend Brighton Pride and used to be part of the march, um, walking through the, the, the town of Brighton. Um, COVID kind of put a stop to that. Um, however, we're always trying to work out new ways where we can be showing our support for Pride. Um, I was part of the um, committee for the LGBTQ in Elmley. And yeah, we're always working on ways to put on events or make everyone know that we are open and susceptible to having any like all walks of life work for us. I think a lot of people had a stigma about what a prison officer should look like. Um, and that couldn't be further from the truth because we do have absolutely all walks of life work for us. Um, and I think that that's actually vital to us being able to provide like a safe and secure environment for everyone. Michelle is encouraging others to consider a career in the prison service. She says after 12 years, she's grown both professionally and personally. Kent Online reports. Villagers near Ashford are fighting to save their church bells from falling silent for the first time in hundreds of years. The timber frame that supports the seven bells at St Margaret's Church in Bethesden is filled with wood rot and an insect infestation. Campaigners are now hoping to raise £100,000 for repair work, which would keep them ringing for centuries to come. There's good news for bus passengers in Maidstone after a bus line which was set to be axed has been taken over by a new company. New Venture will run services between Ringlestone Estate, Maidstone East Station and King Street. It follows outrage from locals who said they would be stranded when Arriva made cuts to their timetable. The former Woolworths in Margate High Street that stood empty for 11 years has been sold. It's currently home to the Margate School, who've been campaigning to be able to stay there. We're told the new owners want to stay anonymous, but say continued support of the work they do is a priority. Staying in Margate and a huge colourful mural has appeared on the side of a house in the town. It depicts Canadian marine biologist Amanda Vincent, who founded a project to help the conservation of seahorses. You can see what it looks like by following Kent online on socials. A road through a Kent town will be closed tomorrow with rumours they'll be filming a BBC film there. King Street in Gravesend will be closed from 8am until 1pm and will be off limits for traffic and pedestrians. It's thought it's for a new movie, The Birds, a TV version of Alfred Hitchcock's famous film. Kent Film Office has been approached for more details. Kent Online reports. Now, Kent Online has taken a peek inside one of the stranger new crazes gaining popularity in Kent. There's been a boom in arm wrestling and at the Seaview Holiday Park near Whitstable, nearly 40 people have have come from across the UK to compete in the Beast of the Beach competition. It's the first time in years that such a competition has been held in Kent, with the sport reportedly taking root in the county since the COVID lockdowns. One competitor, Dubs O'Driscoll, has told us why he thinks that is. Over the past few years, it's really, really started to boom. And one of the reasons I think for that is because of the obscurity of the sport. But one of the things I know I was attracted to was seeing not necessarily the bigger person or like big you know gym guy or whatever win the match you, you would you would look at the match and logically you think oh yeah big bodybuilder against sort of smaller smaller human you'd think oh yeah the, the big gym guy is going to win easy and then the match happens and the, the smaller slimmer guy ends up winning and it's like, i know sometime last year i was facing one of the britain strongmen um, I think he got fifth, fifth or sixth in a in a British strongman competition, and I was holding him, and I'm looking at this giant of a man, and I'm like, this should not be happening. So I think it's just the obscurity of it. We've got really strong female arm wrestlers here today. 
they they could beat beat the average man easily easily I'd say a any day they would and it's just it's just a really inclusive sport if you've got an arm you can compete one of those women is scientist Charlotte Byford from Broadstairs who's been learning how to pull which means arm wrestle with men I came from a football background played football for years so this is completely different field so it's like a single person sport I'm still very new to strength sports but uh, I like the fact that um, I can learn different techniques it's kind of like a journey like when you're in the match it's not a risk-free sport with injury always possible especially to the uninitiated Michael Bridgefield co-founded the Bulks Gym Arm Wrestling Club in Gravesend you generally don't get any bad injuries in an event like this people here at least been shown how to do it and some of them are very experienced I mean distal bicep tendonitis is something that is given that happens to the sport problems with the brachialis and with the wrist and it's very very occasionally if you get two people that are new to it and don't know what they're doing we've all seen the videos on YouTube with arm breaks and when we twist the, the humorous and allow our fist to go past our face and get in what we call a bad position that's when you can get more serious injuries but they don't at least at this level happen very often according to the experts ultimately players all share one key goal to be stronger Kent Online Sports Cricket now and Kent will be hoping to make it four wins in a row in the T20 Blast later. They're travelling to take on Sussex Sharks after their recent victories over Gloucestershire, Middlesex and Hampshire. The Spitfires are currently sixth in the South Group table. Staying with cricket and Kent's Alice Davidson-Richards has been included in the England women's A squad for their opening T20 against Australia A. She's been released from the senior test side who will play a white ball game tomorrow. That's all from us today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.